Alright, hey guys, it's Luke. Welcome back. I know you're waiting on the edge of your seat, but uh, I got my training log updated and ready to go over it with you and give you some of my some of my takeaways that hopefully you can take with you along your uh, training journey. So, um, you know, I had been doing this, uh, it's funny, once a week, and then it kind of drifted to twice a week, and now we're at uh, every three weeks. So, um, but most of that is just because it's such a, this is just a really busy time of year for us. This is probably our busiest time, um, you know, late September through November with all the fall marathons and then uh, uh, again in the spring like April through May our two biggest our two biggest uh, times a year for us when we're um, getting people ready for their own marathons and things like that so um, some of it was just me and some of it was just uh, a lot going on with other folks so but here we are we got it going um, I don't dive too much in because easy runs are just my easy runs I mean You've been following along, and they haven't they haven't changed at all, right? So they're still, you know, seven to seven ten pace for the most part. If I'm feeling really good, they you know six fifties maybe, but uh, for the most part, they're just nice and steady. So I don't uh, those haven't really changed much. So um, so this is going to look at September sixteenth through uh, yesterday, which was this October sixth. So um, last two weeks of of September into the first week of October. Um, and so, uh, Monday and Tuesday of that week of the 16th and 17th was nothing. It was 12 and four in the morning, uh, 12 and four, 12 in the morning, four in the afternoon, um, strides. I did get some strides in on Monday. Wednesday was a big workout for me. I thought, I think a lot of you guys saw this on Strava and, and, uh, Instagram had posted this, but, uh, 24 miler, uh, I basically ran from our office here in Rochester Hills. And we're right next to the uh, Clinton River Trail, which if you take a right out of the trail, it goes Clinton River. And then once you get into Macomb County, it turns into the Macomb Orchard Trail. And that will actually go way out there um, to a town called Richmond. We actually used to have a half, half marathon called Romeo to Richmond. And uh, we would do that as our simulator for Chicago a lot of times, actually, because it was super, super flat. And uh, But anyway, Richmond's almost all the way out to out to the lake there so it goes a long ways out there um but the 24 bit 12 out 12 back um you know i was kind of pretty comfortable going out and then uh, i did push quite a bit coming back um, i did have my nathan uh, bottle carrier with me uh, and i did practice my gels but uh, i definitely got into that point where um, you know late in the marathon where your legs are a little iffy um, I definitely took it to that range for me which was pretty good because sometimes I just forget how that feels um, but uh, the 24 miles and two hours and 22 minutes so ideally from a time standpoint that's just further than what I'll be racing on and I know exactly what people are thinking they're like but 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 16 miles 16 miles is where you're supposed to go and I think, uh, you know, that's, you know, that's a fair argument because I preach on to you guys a lot about that. But, uh, um, but think about my situation. So, um, one, I ran under two and a half hours and two, I ran, I'm going to run, 
I think I ran 112 that week, 112 watt miles that week. So that's less than 25% of my weekly mileage was in that run. So, um, so before you get all bent out of shape and you start wanting to do your 20 miles, remember I kept the same, the same guidelines that I tell you guys to keep. And it's probably actually even more conservative on those guidelines. You know, if I really wanted to be a stickler for, you know, the three hours and the 25%, you know, I could probably creep that up close to, close to a 30 mile run. I don't, I don't have any desire to do that, but, uh, you know, so it's all perspective of where you are, you know, and I got after that run a little bit, no doubt about it. Um, and then I did take three days easy, but for me, again, I'm still hitting big mileage. I'm hitting big mileage during the day and I'm hitting bigger mileage for the week. So I'm still putting in a ton of time, uh, and then, and then the workouts I'm doing are still very, very aggressive. So um, so Thursday through Saturday, basically uh, a 10-miler. Oh, actually, because of that Thursday was my daughter's fun run at the school. And my wife and I got put on the committee for that. So I was at her school from 8 to – or no, that wasn't it. Never mind. That wasn't it. I just ran 10 miles that day. I think something came up, but I couldn't do it. I think she has swim or something, and I – couldn't do the afternoon run then a 10 and 4 double and then and then 12 but oh I, the biggest thing is I, I realized I was gonna be way over my mileage for the week so um I didn't do a couple double runs um that's why uh, that's why but I did but I did get my strength core and strides in during those days so it wasn't like I just took three days super easy I substituted my afternoon run with something with something more as far as strength and core things like that and then Sunday I did uh four miles three miles two miles one mile at marathon pace, um, I did adjust a little bit because it was super swampy. I mean, dew point was very high. Um, plus, I went to the Tigers game the night before. My father-in-law is actually a manager for security at Comerica Park, so he'd been kind of asking us all summer if we we're going to come to a game. We finally, <laughs> we finally made it, uh, even though it was in September. Um, we made it to the game and. Uh, uh, I was actually surprised because my daughter really liked it, you know, and she just sat, she doesn't sit still for anything. And she actually sat and watched uh, probably half of that game without really wanting to get up and do anything. Because they have like a merry-go-round type, or a carousel, Ferris wheel, a bunch of stuff for kids over on the other side of the park and stuff. So she did do some of that, but um, she did sit and watch. She was asking me a bunch of questions and, you know, so... I think she wants to play t-ball now, which I, I like. Um, she needs a mitt and she needs a bigger attention span. But other than that, she's good to go. But so we did that on a Saturday before. I did that Saturday. Sunday I did the workout of four three two one. So between just being up a little later, I was definitely not hydrated enough. We just didn't. I didn't. I wasn't slamming beers or anything, but I uh, definitely had too many ballpark franks and not enough water. Um, and it was just warm and humid. So I did adjust a little bit, but I was running like, I probably averaged like low 520s, 520 to 522 pace for most of it. Um, so you adjusted. I was in that 515 to 518 range pretty pretty comfortably for that. And I finished the week at 112 for the week. Pretty solid, my highest week so far. And then uh, the following, the next week going into nine September 23rd, just another easy day. Um, I did uh, 12 and 4. 
same type of thing, seven minute pace. Now I did shake things up. So I did two workouts the week before this week I come in, I took, did the four, three, two, one, took it very easy day on Monday, Tuesday, I went and did, um, 16 by 200 meters on the track. So this is something I knew I could recover from pretty well and speed. I just haven't done very much speed at all in a long time. You know, I'm talking true speed, like even like 10 K pace stuff I've done, but I don't even, honestly, I've never, I haven't run a 10 K in so long. I don't even know what kind of pace that is. So I just wanted to get out, do something in smaller repeat distances that I knew I could do over and over and over again. And so I basically went out there and I, I'm thinking this is probably somewhere between 5k and 8k pace that I did it, but basically four sets of, um, four times 200 where I do a 200, you know, 34 to 35 seconds and then jog a 200. And then on the fourth one, I would jog a four, a 400, get a little bit more recovery, but I got that definitely that lactic acid build in my system over the course of the entire workout, something that I haven't really had in such a long time. So it was just something really kind of more experimenting with. And then I did do a four mile shakeout run in the afternoon, just cause that's a, even though you're doing a lot of repeats, the overall volume of that's pretty small Wednesday, uh, nice and easy Thursday, nice and easy Thursday. This Thursday was the group run or the fun run I had at my daughter's school. So, um, that was a wash from eight to about 1230. So I ran, we got home and I ran and that was about all I could do and decided to just cut my losses, move on to another day. So, uh, Friday did three by three with Mike. So that was pretty good. So we did, this is, this is interesting because we, um, we ended up doing this workout, um, this yesterday, actually two days ago, yesterday. I can't even keep straight. So tired, overtrained, uh, <laughs> but I had Friday. Uh, so this would have been September 27th. I did three by three with Mike. Um, I think Larry was out at this one too, new guy on the Hanson squad, but he's just coming back. So he kind of got the green light to work out with the old guys. Um, so Mike wanted to go 530, 520, 510. And the 530s were a little fast, but we were like 525s. And then uh, pretty much on, pretty much on for the 20, 20 and the 10. So that's each each three miles. So the first three miles, 535, 10, take a jog recovery. Next one, 535, 10. So we actually average marathon pace on that but you start out a little slower the middle one's right about marathon pace and the last one's a little faster than marathon pace so that's that's a great little workout to do especially when you're coming back for because mike hasn't really done much as far as workouts and this is a good workout where he can get a lot of volume and kind of average marathon pace but not extend himself too much and get put into a hole where he's not going to be able to recover very well from um and then saturday and sunday saturday did another easy day and then Sunday, and this was kind of by plan because I talked with Mike a little bit about this. We knew we were going to do the three by three. We knew Sunday we we're going to come back and do a 20 miler. So I did three workouts this week. And so I didn't quite get the space out the recovery as much as I usually do. But as we go into the next week, I'll talk about that too. But uh, um, but Sunday was the 16 miler from Lake Orion that they, they put on. Um, they'll do a series of two or three 16 milers at different stores. And uh, this one's the nicest because it's all dirt roads and there's a ton of hills. So it's just a nice strength type long run that you can get in a lot of a lot of work in. Um, and Mike said he wanted to take it easy, but we ended up running like 619 pace. So I don't know how easy that was. It felt felt pretty tough, especially after the, the two workouts in the week. So um, but we did it, called it a week, 110 miles for the week. 
And then we come into last week where it was, again, nothing crazy. So again, so since I crammed in a bunch of stuff last week, then this past week, I just wanted to kind of space it out a little bit more. So I took the next three days pretty easy, um, three easy days, um, and just kind of put the volume in, but not a lot of intensity. Um, but it was kind of, it's amazing how it worked out because the first thing is, like I just said, I just want to take some easy days and, and kind of put the volume in, but make sure I was recovered from all the stuff I've done before. Because I know that I know my body personally, that if I, and my old, my old uh, kind of habits would have been like, I would be overconfident that I could keep doing that where I was doing those basically a workout, easy day, workout, easy day, workout. In reality, I needed to take a step back and say, you can do that once in a while, but you need to go, you need to give yourself a little bit more recovery and go back to that basically workout, two easy days workout type of schedule. So I did take three days easy to just make sure I was recovering, but don't take that as I took time off. I still put in a bunch of mileage and my mileage is still going to be what I'm average for the week. The second thing that happened was on Tuesday, I was running in the morning and uh, it was basically rush hour in Birmingham here. And some dude blew through a crosswalk and I had to like sidestep and stop funny. And my planner, my right planner had been kind of bugging me. It was just been kind of sore. Nothing, it wasn't really, I would say painful. It was just sore. And I, when I stepped, it kind of went and kind of ripped a little bit. <laughs> it's the best way I could describe it. That's kind of how it felt. Cause I've broken my foot before and I've just felt this bone snap. Um, and it wasn't that. And, and that's on, that was on the top of my foot. And this was definitely in the bottom of my foot in the meat of that planner. And it just could, you could just kind of feel it kind of give way and just tissue kind of tearing. So I know that's kind of gross, but what I think happened was that scar tissue just got ripped out and it actually ended up helping me. So it was really, it hurt. It hurt really bad for like a minute or so after that. And of course I'm like the furthest away out from the house. Right. So I can't just stop and walk home. I'm like five miles out from the house. So I, uh, kept running because I had no other option and it hurt for a couple minutes, but then it kind of just went away. And I came home and I iced it and all that good stuff. And the next day it was still kind of there, but it definitely wasn't like, wasn't like painful again. And then it actually kind of just went away. So I'm really, really fortunate that it kind of worked out the way it did because it could have been much, much worse. All right. So I did that Thursday, October 3rd, um, five by mile and a half with Mike again. It's nice that Mike's coming back and you know, Mike's had some some things health-wise that um, a little bit scary for him, but he's back in it now, and he's hopefully going to get his qualifier at uh, Cal. So, um, but he's working out again, and we're trying to just manage like where I'm at because I've I've only got you know less than five weeks now, and he's got I think nine weeks to go. So, um, we're trying to blend it a little bit so we can work out but still get what we need out of our workouts, and it's so far it's been pretty good, but. Uh, um, so he wanted to do five by a mile and a half. I said, I'd be fine with that. Um, I wasn't sure what pace we we're going to go at. Got there, started warming up. He wanted to go five ten pace, which is, um, not quite the traditional strength pace, but it's definitely faster than marathon pace. So we said, okay. And then I said, if I want to go the last half mile, I will. We said, okay, don't be surprised if somebody takes off or whatever. Um, and we started out pretty much five ten pace and then yeah, it just felt kind of good, and and uh, I started working it down. I actually got down to about 
five five flat pace for the last couple, which is which was pretty solid for me. I hadn't run that fast in quite a bit, quite a long time as far as that type of workout. So it felt felt really solid. Um, so we did that, and then Friday, Saturday, more easy mileage, nothing to write home about. And then Sunday, which would be yesterday, the sixth. We did uh, Mike one do three by three. So now you think back like a week and a half ago, we did three by three and we, not, we had to start out at five thirties and work down to five tens. Um, this time we went and we, we did uh, straight out five fifteen pace the whole way. Um, pretty much nailed it. So it definitely puts that shock into your legs a little bit quicker than starting out slower and working faster. But it was really good just to kind of manage that effort in those paces across the entire spectrum of the workout. But uh, it was solid in our, in our, uh, recoveries were a little bit faster. We were, I think we were like 650 pace on our, our two mile recoveries in between there, which was, which was really good. And, uh, so it was solid, you know, so solid workouts all around volume still high. I ended the week with 108 miles. So even though I did two weeks ago, I did three workouts and I had 110 miles this week. I only did two workouts and still had 108 miles for the week. So you can still get that volume in, even if you're spacing out those, those workouts a little bit. And that's one takeaway I should have probably put in there, but uh, I didn't for this week. But overall, that's six straight weeks for me that I've had, I've been at 110 miles a week on average um, and 10 weeks where I've been over 100 miles a week. So my average is probably more like 105, 106 miles a week for the last two and a half months, which is, which is great. That's actually higher than the highest week I had for Toledo. I think the highest week I had for Toledo was 105, and I only had one of them. Um, I might have had a 108 in there too, but overall, my, my miles is like, a hundred. So if I'm, you know, and I'm not, you know, that doesn't seem like a lot, but five miles a week over 10 weeks is, you know, 50 weeks and, you, and you're still a month to go and you still average those higher mileages. It's like averaging another week into a, a 12 or 14 week cycle. If you can just average a little bit more over the course of a long period of time. So that's something to think about on, on your end as well. But uh, my main takeaways this week were uh, I probably tried to change or add too much to this segment to get everything to stick, right? It's too much to add. Do I want to clean up my nutrition? Do I want to add strides? Do I want to do my strength training? Do I want to do my core training? Do I want to do my mobility training? All five of those things I probably tried to add in and be more consistent at. And it's tough. That's, That's a really tough way to do it. You really want to pick like one or two of those things and really try to make each habit stick. Because what I want is a better way to do it would be like I picked one thing and then each segment, hopefully the thing I've done before has already stuck in and is now part of my routine, right? And then you can go into your next segment, pick the other weakness you have and kind of work on that. So um, luckily I have two that have been really good and have probably made um, lifelong changes for me as far as training and just in life too. But um I've done way better at strides because I've just made it a habit of doing them during my afternoon runs. And I've done way better on my nutrition as a whole. Like there's still days where it's not great, but I would say 90% of the time it's so much better. And so to me, those are two really big things, right? And so, yeah, I haven't done, you know, weightlifting as far as heavier weights or plyos or everything on a consistent basis. But I've added two things that are going to make a drastic improvement in my overall performance. And so I'm still very happy with that. And then I'll, and then I'll reevaluate after this and see, I'll go about it probably a different way and say, what's the, what's the main thing that's going to give me the most benefit um, and go there and start incorporating that more and hopefully making that a habit, you know. So, um, so don't try to add too much 
all at once. I would really pick like one or two things that you know you're not very good at and just work on making that thing the new habit. And, you know, it takes it takes like six weeks for a habit to really form. So if you can get it to be a habit and then you can just get it to be routine and then it's just part of your everyday lifestyle and then you can, you know, it just makes it easier. But if you're trying to bombard yourself with all these things, it's easy to get overwhelmed and not, and then just drop all of them, right? And that's that's what you don't want to do. That's what you want to avoid. Um, and then the second thing was just getting into the heart of a plan makes find, finding time tough. You're, you're tired, you're sore, motivation can take a big hit here. Like early on, you're just super pumped, right? You're like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. We're going to crush it, blah, blah, blah. And then you get into the heart of the schedule. Like, man, I'm tired. I'm trying to find all this time. You know, now school's back in session. So now it's like my kid's over here. I got this obligation. I got that obligation. It's hard to find those things. So, um, and I definitely hit this point too, especially like in the last week or so. And it's really hard if you don't get naps and you got you don't get to recover as well as you'd like to. That's when you really have to find the ways to recover. And that's why I'm happy the nutrition part stuck because that's the easiest way to get your body to recover right is just focusing on that nutrition. And then the second next thing would be um, your sleep and your overall just resting pattern. So, but if you can fix one, you fix one at the, at the time. But anyway, kind of off point there. But uh, the biggest thing I would say is just focus on getting out the door. Don't mind if the first miles are slow. Like, you know, I kind of been I kind of just been loosely keeping track of my first miles on easy runs. And early in this earlier in the training, it was like 740, 750s for the first mile. And then, as you know, I'd average like seven minute pace for the run. Now it's like anywhere from 740 to 810, but I'm still averaging seven minute pace for the run. So don't be hung up on like if you get out the door and you're slow, like you'll find that rhythm, you'll find you'll find your way, your body your body knows it's gonna pick the pace up, you know. And, and so you just you can't get hung up on if those easy runs are slower, especially early on. And just think about even your workouts, like your that's why it's so important to do a proper warm up for a workout because especially later on, like right now when you're into that four or five weeks out from a segment, uh, a race in their segment, it's tough, right? It's tough. You're tired. And that warm-up just allows you to make that transition from being sedentary as far as you're not doing anything right then to running really, really hard. And so that workout or that warm-up can help you bridge that gap. But the main thing is just keep, keep working at it, right? Keep just getting out the door, going for the run, your body knows what it's doing, and it'll take over. So just remember, like, those workouts, like, I'll take the 3 by 3 for example. Like, we did the 5, 35, 25, 10, you'd think, oh, well, it should be easy. But that was, you know, now you've got, you know, a few hundred miles on your legs. That's not going to be easy the next time you do it around, right? So um, so think about that. Like, you do a six-mile tempo, and it's hard, but it's hard because it's a new pace for you, but it's easy in the sense that it's early in this early in the training. And so you kind of think, well, if I, the 10 mile to 10 mile tempo should feel easier because I'm going to be more fit. You're true. You are more fit, but you've also got several hundred more miles on your legs, right? So that's kind of counteracting that. And it's just going to make it feel as tough, if not tougher. So you got to just remember that, that, those earlier workouts, you were fresh. Now you're now you're tired. You're you're doing this, um, you know, on a uh, not quite a full tank of gas, 
And that's kind of the point is because that's how you're going to feel during the marathon. And so if you can get to that point in the marathon where it's hard, but you can be like, well, I've been here before. I know exactly how this feels. And I was able to get through it. That's what you have to keep telling yourself. Because when you get to that point in the marathon where it's going to be, your mind's going to want to give up and be like, I've been here before. I know I, I know I can do this. I know I can finish this. And, and that's going to make a big difference in the world. Because from a, from a fitness standpoint, you're there. But from a mental standpoint, you got to have that bridge where it's like, okay, I know what I know what this feels like. I felt this in training, and I did the training just fine. And you can say, and then it then it kind of clicks. And it's like I can keep going. I can keep going. So, those are my kind of takeaways for this this installment of my training. Um, now we're getting into the point where it's uh, I think we're less than five weeks out. Um, maybe even less than four. Woo, four less than four. Yeah, because I got to do a Detroit half marathon and the twentieth, and that'll be my simulator. Um, that'll be a big test. Like I'm kind of nervous about that, but, uh, um, but in any case, uh, as I'm recording this, this is the week of Chicago and it looks like it's going to be pretty dang good weather. So good luck to everybody racing, uh, on the weekend of the 13th and, uh, uh, hopefully you all have some good ones out there. So thanks for listening and I will talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye.